episode of Bad Sex Podcast for season one. I am your host, Krista. I'm super excited. I've been talking about this for the last like three weeks, but we have a real life sex educator on the podcast today. Her name is Alice. Welcome, Alice. Hello, everybody. I'm so excited. I'm happy to be here. Yay. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh. I have so many questions for you that finally can be answered with some from someone who has some sort of professional expertise as opposed to me who just kind of spouting shit up. I will um, do my best. Yes, but okay, so so many questions. What let's start with you. When did you decide you wanted to work in sex education? Um kinda it kind of came to me a little late in the game. Like I I graduated from college, started working at a daycare and worked okay. in childcare for a while. Okay. And then got kind of burnt out on it. And realized that I've always been interested in sex ed. Yeah. So I started to take it seriously only a few years ago. Okay, that's awesome. So what is the capacity you work with? Do you work with mostly kids or mm-hmm. adults? Kids? Yeah. Okay, awesome. Well, actually both. So oh, okay. um, I work for Planned Parenthood. Oh, awesome. I, thank you. Yeah. I teach 8th uh, and ninth graders, uh, occasionally 7th. Um, but it's mostly eighth and ninth, and I oh, that's also a work really good age. It's a, it's a spicy age. Yeah, oh, goodness. <laughs> yeah. Okay, sorry. Continue. Oh no, no, not at yeah. all. Um, and I also work for uh, an adult education program called EDSI, which stands for Everyone Deserves Sex Ed. Yes. And the students that I will have there, I mean, it's kind of changing as the program like matures, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, but at first, most of my students there were in their 30s and 40s. Okay. And now it's kind of a broader range of ages. Yeah. But, yeah, like a lot of, like, proper adults. Oh, that is, okay. I don't even know where to start. Mm-hmm. Let's start with the kids, because I feel like that's so interesting and also such an important age to mm-hmm. be getting sex education. And I just, I went to Catholic school, 12 years of Catholic school, so oh. my sex education was non-existent. I mean, we had... Mm-hmm sex ed but it was literally just anatomy and learned nothing about actual sex like literally nothing yeah like absolute teaching yeah like part of biology yeah it was literally yeah. Yeah, just biology <laughs> anatomy and we didn't even fully learn all of that like yeah, I bet y'all weren't learning about the clitoris no <laughs> nope I don't and I'm not even sure when I even found out about it for the first time I personally for whatever reason I'm not really sure why I took it upon myself to educate myself I think I, honestly I was terrified of pregnancy and I just didn't know mm. how to get pregnant and I wanted to prevent it so I just did all this googling about like how do you get pregnant like what is this oh. and so that's how I got most of my education but what kind of questions are they asking at that age like what do they want to know uh, all kinds of things I'm sure everything <laughs> yeah um so the way I do it is I always make sure that I save time at the end for anonymous questions. Okay. Because they, yeah. they will ask me questions, like, during the lessons, but you get the most out of it when they have a chance to just say whatever's on their mind. Yes. No worries about, like, their peers knowing what they're saying. Exactly. So what I get asked all the time is, like, what's the average dick size? Oh, my God. That's like, so every funny. time. <laughs> of course. That's what they're, oh, they're so young and worried about it. Um, oh, so, man. Yeah, that's probably the most common question that I get. But a lot of a lot of questions, a lot of the time, yeah. I get asked like, "Why are we learning about this?" Hmm. Um, 
What do they ask men in like relation to just sex in general? Um, I think I think some of them think that because they're not having sex, right, that they don't need to know about this, or and a lot of them also think that they already know a lot about what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah. Um, and what I end, what I always say is like, you know, this is important information, even if you never have planned to have sex in your life ever. Um, and you know. I also try to meet them where they're at, and I'll say things like, you know, I know some of you may think that you know a lot of this stuff. Some of this may seem obvious. Maybe you right. have, like, an older sibling at home that's talking to you about things like this. Right. But, like, I don't know all this stuff. My, yeah. My supervisors don't know all this stuff. Yeah. They're always learning. And, you know, it's never it's never too late or too early to start learning about this. Yeah. That's, oh my God, that's so important. I can't even really imagine, like how things would have changed for me. I remember I was, like, horrified about masturbation. I was doing it. Mm-hmm. But I was had all this guilt, this, like, horrible guilt, until I was probably, like, 19 years old wow. about it. Like, I would do it because I'm a sexual person. It just is what it is. And I felt so sick and guilty for literal years. I think I started when I was, like, 10. So it was, like, nine years of just, like, this horrible secret I was keeping. I'm like, that would have changed everything if we actually had sex education. Right. When I was, like, 12 or 13, I would have been like, oh, this is normal? Like, oh, okay, because you hear about guys doing it, but you don't talk about women doing it ever. And it's just, like, very important to have those conversations. It's really cool. Do you do it only at one school? No, I I rotate. Um, So I use an app to, like, figure out which schools I go to when, and I go to schools all over L.A. That's so cool. So you were out of school today? No, not today. Um, I don't necessarily do it every single day. I try to do it every day. Yeah. But it's so cool. I I fucking love Planned Parenthood. They know that everybody there has other jobs to support themselves to do this kind of work. Um, So I get to make my own schedule with it. And I try to teach every day, but usually it's like three to four times a week, which is still good. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. Okay. Let me look at I have a very long list of questions. Mm-hmm. What kind of misinformation, like, what's the most widespread, like, misinformation that you find, like, for kids specifically, like, that they think is true or mm-hmm. they don't know the answer to or, like, you know, I know there's a lot of rumors that go around about, like, how sex works that uh-huh. is very untrue. Yeah. yeah. Excuse me, guys, I'm opening a beer. Boop. Yeah. Um, <laughs> good question. Um, they have, like, kind of, um... You know, a lot of kids do oh, sorry, backtrack. Yeah. Um, so they don't necessarily know about, like, what queer sex looks like. Yeah, that's um, a big so one. So there's, like, a lot of mi- misinformation about, like, what that looks like. Yeah. Um, and they're kind of, like, just starting to form their understanding of, like, the spectrum of gender identity. Yeah. Um, so a lot of them are kind of, like, just starting to come to terms with the idea that there are more than two genders. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that I see uh, a lot. And that's a conversation that I've had to have over and over and over again um, with different classes is, um, you know, not assuming someone's sexuality, yeah. not assuming someone's gender, and like putting planting the seed that there's a multitude of gender identities. Right. Because um, if you understand that young, then you're not like having to unlearn a bunch of stuff. That's like, right. Like that's I so great. Yeah. yeah I didn't know what a trans person was no. when I was their age. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think I did. I'm not sure when I was first like or non-binary. Right. Never even heard that term until a few years ago. Exactly. Like, Oh, that's so crazy that there's going to be just, I didn't even think about it, that there's just going to be this whole generation of kids that are just, like, very comfortable and literate with all yeah. of this language. I know. Wow. I love it. That's yeah. going to change a lot of things, I Yeah. Think. That's great. I've been having a lot of conversations lately about, um, you know, 
how you don't have to be a woman to become pregnant. Like as long as you have a female reproductive system, you can get yes. pregnant. And so I've been talking to them about like trans dads because um, there are there are lots of trans dads, yeah. like men who have become pregnant and had babies naturally. Yeah. I put that in quotes. Right. Um, but yeah, that's kind of like one of the biggest misconceptions is like what gender looks like. Right. And um, to not assume someone's sexuality. Are they like minds blown or are they just oh. like, oh. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. No, no, no. It's like a room full of screaming like, what? Are you serious? <laughs> oh, my God. It's amazing. Yeah. I, I love it. Right. But then it just shows that at least they're not going to be doing that as grown adults on Twitter. Like, what is this? Like, oh, yeah. that's, you just see a bunch of just not educated mm -hmm. grown people. So I guess taking that to your adult students, mm -hmm. like, what what do they want to know? Are they more, like, what kind of questions are they asking? Are they asking more specific, like, sex with their partners? Mm -hmm. Are they exploring their own sexuality? Is like, what kind of things are you teaching? Well, what I see with the adults is um, kind of similar to what you were describing, like, a whole lifetime of just harmful either lack of education yeah. or misinformation. Um, whether it was because they grew up in like a religious house or came from a conservative area, because we're it's so cool. We we see people from all over the country, um, and so a lot of them are kind of like recovering from the lack of sex ed that yeah. they got or didn't get right. as as young people. Um, so you know they're gonna like they know where a baby comes from and all of that we stuff. Hope. Yeah, we yeah. hope, but. Um, but the things that they're learning, like, they're also learning about the gender spectrum, and they're also learning that sex is not just, like, penis and vagina intercourse. Right. Um, so with adults, I kind of see it as, like, unlearning harmful messages that they right. got at too young an age. Yeah. What are they looking to, like, accomplish normally when they... Are they, like, like who are these students? Where do um, they come from? They're, so, like, signing up? Yeah, yeah. So the whole point of Etsy is to become, like, a, set, a certified sex educator. Mm -hmm. um, sex education is, like, very different from, say, becoming a doctor. In right. the sense that there's no, like, clear pathway to becoming a sex educator. Like, you can't just go to school for it and then be right. done. Yeah. Um, like, a lot of schools don't offer programs for things like that. Right. So, um, yeah, it would be great. Yeah. Um, but so programs like Etsy kind of like help pave the way for people to have, if not careers in sex ed, to just like dip their toes in it. Yeah. Have it be a side thing if that's what they Got choose it. to do. So yeah. they're actively seeking this out so that they themselves can go educate people. Yes. Oh, that's cool. And then, yeah. that, then you have like actual receptive students because right. they like want to learn it. Yeah. That is so it's, cool. It's very different from okay, kids I should sign who up have for to the, learn it. Right. And yeah, yeah you should. <laughs> because honestly, like, I feel like. Even just starting this podcast, a lot of what I enjoy doing is just, like, talking about these things, like, making it more of a widespread, mm. just, like, less taboo. Because the reason I even started this podcast, to give you some background, everyone here knows it because I probably said it, like, every week. But it's just to normalize the conversation so that women specifically can feel more comfortable speaking up about sex. Because I just, like, there was just this horrible pattern of my friends telling me about bad sex they were having. And I would ask them if they said anything at any point to, like redirect how it was going and they just never did and not to yeah. blame them but it's yeah. just like we we're not taught to do that we're not right. taught to prioritize our own pleasure at all mm -hmm. and so it's just like and then even just the thought of tackling that and saying something is like daunting to a lot of people probably most women so it's like mm -hmm. if we make it more comfortable just to talk about naturally then those things can come up more easily hopefully that's my hope yeah and so that'd be cool to do that in like a even more official professional way absolutely that'd be awesome. yeah. There's actually a student there from the last session who has 
who has a sex podcast. Oh, cool. Yeah. She is this um, really awesome mom of three from Texas who grew up – she went to Catholic school, too. I think that's what she said. She had, like, some kind of, like, religious experience growing up and had to do a lot of unlearning. Um, A lot. A lot. It's just, like – did you grow up religious at all? I'm Jewish. Jewish? Okay, yeah. (laughs) They're they're pretty chill. Right. Okay. So, yeah, because with Catholicism, we didn't get, like – super strong messaging there was mostly just no messaging except mm-hmm. for I remember very clearly this one woman I think her name was Patty Stenger have you heard of her no okay she's like apparently known for going to schools with children and just like shouting like lies about sex and oh, the dangers God. of sex to them for an hour and my school paid this woman to come and like yell at us for an hour and tell us like one out of four of us was gonna have an STD and if we touch a genital, we are no longer a virgin. Like, oh an God. hour. I was like, what? Is she that person that does the shoe demonstration? Yes. Okay. And okay, the, I, like, know th- I know this bitch. Something about, like, and she did something else. Maybe it was, like, a piece of paper or something. She would crumple it, and then yeah. she would have a student crumple it, and then be like, try to straighten it out. And then she'd be like, it's not the same, is it? Yeah. Oh, my the, oh, my God. Yeah. So absurd. The, the shoe demonstration, for anyone that doesn't know, yeah. is... um. She she has a shoe, and then she talks about how, like, if you walk 20 miles yeah. with a shoe, it's going to get worn, and the shoe is like vagina, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's just not true. It's just not true. And, and I just don't understand how there's people truly out there just spreading lies mm-hmm. and people paying them to come spread lies yeah. to children. Like, that's just so crazy to me. Yeah. I, God bless the teachers at my high school. Most, most of them didn't say anything, but a couple of them. We're like, don't, that wasn't true. I encourage you to do your own, re- our science teachers specifically were like, I encourage you to do your own research because oh like, I don't think that's, that was so true. And I was like, oh, okay, good. I was like, I thought that sounded ridiculous, but I wasn't sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It's oh just, my God. You had the shoe lady. We had the shoe, our Ugh. school paid the shoe lady to come. Yeah. I'm, I feel like I remember her making that analogy. Just like, she goes, turn to your left and your right. One in four of you is going to have an STD. I was like, what is happening? I haven't even kissed anyone yet. What are you talking about? <laughs> Literally just the stress. Oh so unnecessary. Um, okay, so where do you see yourself, like, taking your sex education journey? Like, what do you want to do with it? Um, more. More, yes. <laughs> um, we were talking off air about how you, like, have an idea for, like, a TV series, interview series yeah. or something. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, I really, I want to make my own show. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to get a master's in human sexuality. I can see myself doing some, like, college professor type thing. Um, I I mean, the way... A friend of mine is a women's sexual, gender and sexuality studies professor. She's getting her PhD. Hell yeah. And she's so cool. You actually, you guys would get along super well. She's, like, the coolest person (laughs) ever. She's just, like, this professor up in Utah just being awesome. But anyway, continue. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say that I I pretty much view Planned Parenthood as, like, my sex ed high school. Yeah. In a sense. Like, it's just kind of been this thing that's allowed me to practice a lot. And I feel like teaching 8th and ninth grade is kind of like being shoved into the deep end because they... Like, can smell fear. Yeah. Like, a shark smells blood. Oh, my God. I mean, no. Kids are scary. They can be, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, like, I was just saying to someone last night, the, like, ratio of, like, lovely to shitty is, like, 75 to 25. Okay. Most of them are absolutely wonderful kids, and every once in a while, 
kids, you know, kids will be dicks. Right. Especially, like, you know, little boys at that age. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a 16-year-old brother. Oh, so you he know. He can be mean. You know. He can be mean, but it's okay. He can also be nice. Mm-hmm. Love you, kid. He does not listen to this. Thank goodness. <laughs> I mean, he probably learned a lot, but I don't need him to learn it directly from right. me with all these details that I'm I sure, share about myself. I'm sure you've got lots of resources. Yes. And... Yes, exactly. Well, honestly, I honest, think I'm going to take it upon myself to give him a talk at some point, which is going to be yeah. uncomfortable, and I do need to do it, like, soon, like, probably this year. Mm-hmm. I just, like, my dad didn't give us a talk. My mom has since passed, but she didn't give us a talk. I'm sorry. I'm like, you know, life happens, but I'm like, no one's talking to him about this, and he's the only boy, and uh, I'm just like, he needs to get some education. Someone needs to talk to him yeah. about this. I'm, I think I'm going to take it upon myself to do it. He's not going to be happy about it, but we're <laughs> going to sit down, I'm going to get him some chicken fingers, yeah. and we're going to talk about yes, it. So honestly, it. I might come to you and be like, what do you tell these kids? Um, there's. Have you heard of the website Scarletine? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Actually, I have, yeah. That's a I great resource for kids. Because um, I think I think you should definitely still have a talk with him. Yeah. But I feel like he should also have, like, things he can look up on yeah, his own. Yeah, without having to be, ask his older sister. Probably so uncomfortable for him. I mean, I wish I had a big sister talking to me about sex when yeah. I was that age. Yeah, honestly. Me and I have two sisters, and we're all very close in age, so I feel like maybe I just, like, didn't feel like my older sister was, like, that much older than me for me to ask. But mm-hmm. And also, I just... I don't know... I'm glad I did it, but I'm just, in hindsight, I'm just, like, wondering what prompted me to do so much research, but I, like, <laughs> literally just researched the shit out of, like, anything I did before I did it. I, like, watched a lot of porn. I, like, researched all the birth control options before I picked one. Like, I don't really know why. I just was really scared of getting pregnant, honestly. I was like, I need to know. How does this happen so I can make sure it doesn't happen? Yeah, I mean, I hate that you lived with, like, that kind of fear and anxiety, but yeah. I also think it's so, so badass. That you did all that research. Thank you. Yeah. And I just, like, I think it did help, like, I came into my own, in my mind, decently early, like, around 19 is when I was like, no, this stuff is not bad, and I don't have to be ashamed of it at all, and then it kind of just, like, fell off, mm-hmm. and I was just really happy about all the knowledge that I had, which I think is another reason I wanted to do the podcast, because it just feels like people feel uncomfortable even just, like, looking things up for themselves and, like, even just having the questions. And I'm like, so I actually, I asked my listeners to ask me questions. I I don't know if you heard that segment of the podcast, but, like, I ask listeners for questions pretty much every week. And just to, like, see what people are wondering about, I get a lot of questions about anal play, like, a lot. Like, every single week someone asks, and I'm like, first of all, y'all are listening to the podcast. (laughs) We talk about this every week. But... Do you get any questions about that from either adults or the kids? Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, but the thing is with the kids is like I cannot tell them how to have sex. Right. Like with anal stuff, what I what I can say is like lube. Just That's lube. what I, I was like, guys, first thing you need to know. Lube, lube, lube. lube. Ungodly amounts of lube. Yes. If you think you have enough, put on more. Yes. That's, that's pretty much mm-hmm. as because it's it's ironic because like I can't get pornographic with what I talk to my young students right. about. I have to keep it age appropriate, but I'm not gonna just like leave them hanging. Yeah. with something like that. So I just kind of like do the minimum, bare minimum. Which, right. You know, it's like I would like to go into more detail, and if I was like an educator on my own, not representing Planned Parenthood, I don't think I would be so restrained. Yeah. But because I'm representing Planned Parenthood, I have to always be, like, very conscious of what I say. Yeah. Um, do you have that kind of restraint in, with Etsy? Nope. With the <laughs> yes. Okay, so no. <laughs> I feel as though I've given the advice that I can give about anal play, ass eating. They ask about ass eating a lot. 
um, I talk about it, like every week. It feels like it comes up all the time. <laughs> and I feel like I've given the advice I can give. But like what advice would you give for someone who wants to embark? Someone has asked about toys, yeah. like butt plugs. They asked about pretty much ass eating mostly. Yeah. And then anal. I just said lube. Lube. And I said start with a really small butt plug. Like really small. Um, start with like, the smallest one you can find. I would say start with a finger. Yeah. I mean... A, a small butt plug works too, mm-hmm. but for some people, like if they, because some people come to their anal journey quite late in life. Yes, um, myself included. Yes, same. Um, and it can be overwhelming. I so I think sometimes, even if a butt plug is small, even that can feel overwhelming. Yeah. And if you're stressed, one, your so sphincter is just like, gonna just tighten it the fuck tightens up. Tightens right up. Yeah. I don't know if I said this on the podcast, but I was like, honestly, being high helps for the first time. Sure. I had to be really high the first time I did it, so I could just relax. Mm-hmm. You gotta breathe through it. Yeah, I yeah. was actually, I was uh, seeing this guy uh, off and on for two years. I just dumped him in November, and we free like, yourself, girl. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. But we were we were like back on in the summer to like the end of 2019, mm-hmm. and he wanted to have anal sex with me. And his dick was like, it's like this can of beer. Oh, Like, this no. is, I'm not even exaggerating. Like, oh, picture no. a Coke can, and that is the dick. Um, <laughs> I'm literally so, looking at more. I'm like, so stressed. So I was doing my own research, and like, how the fuck do you do this that? Even, yeah, I he don't suggested know. I get poppers. Well, that's, <laughs> that's that what people, that's what they're for. <laughs> oh my God, that is scary. I don't think I could do that. Like, even, I remember I dated a guy with a not as well endowed he was great in bed just not as well endowed and I was like oh perfect I could try anal with him yeah <laughs> not very big I still couldn't do it and I think mm-hmm. I was just stressed out honestly I had a bad experience my first time um my boyfriend at the time said another girl's name no yep oh my god yep. oh my god and I was like and the girl he said it was like a long time friend of his that like he had told me like I don't know, worry about and she's also white I'm like how are you looking at my like dark skin black ass and you're gonna think of like how are you gonna accidentally what say this fuck? girl's name so I don't know if that has like psychologically damaged me for anal but honestly I'm okay it might have it might have I was like cause there's no reason that the the guy with the smaller penis is dick should, couldn't have fit there's no reason it wasn't very big but I just couldn't do it I was yeah, stressed your sphincter was saying no my sphincter said no yeah. it tightened up and it didn't want the, it didn't want anyone in. The sphincter has a mind of its own. It really does. You can't control it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you can control for it a little bit with lube, but like even lube. then, yeah, even then. Do you have any lube recommendations? I've been asked that, but I only use one brand um, that I bought from Pure Romance, which is like a Mary Kay for sex toys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's any good, and I'm pretty sure it's expired, so um, I don't have great advice. What for is that. it? It's literally it's like. I don't know the name of it. It's just pure romance branded lube. Okay. And it the way it's supposed to work is like if you were to put it on your hand, it would dry like very quickly, but if you like licked it, then it relubricates itself. Interesting. So the way she was like marketing it to us, which is just such a ridiculous way to use it, but she's like, so you could put it on before a date and it would dry and then when you're ready to go, it'll relubricate itself with your own wetness. And I was like, why would I Put well, lube how, on. How many hours before? Like sex? hours before. Like this is I, I've never heard of this before. Yeah, this I was strange. like, what is she talking um, about? So but I, anyway, yeah, I always <laughs> recommend um, water-based lubes. Yes, those are the best. Oh, that's a good yeah. for sure. Um, and the brand that I personally use is called Sliquid. Sliquid. Ooh, I like that. 
sponsor me. <laughs> Honestly, I liquid sponsor us. Yeah, um, but they're Is it just great. Called liquid with an S in front. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Okay, perfect. Um, it's yeah, it's really good. I've used it. Yeah. For um, like just for like vaginal sex. Yeah. And it's like it's it helps so much. I mean, someone asked me about that. They like asked about vaginal dryness, and I was like, honestly. Don't really worry about why it's happening. Just use lube. Oh, like that, yeah. That'll just solve the problem. Yeah. There's no reason not to use lube. Yeah, that's that's a kind of misconception with sex. It's like, oh, I'm not wet, so it means I'm not aroused by my partner. Yeah. But vaginas just produce, you know, however much they're going to produce Right, exactly. Like, like, if I'm dehydrated, it's not going to get that wet. Exactly. If I'm high, sometimes it's an issue. It's not a lot of liquid there. Mm -hmm. It's like, just use lube. Problem solved. Yeah. Someone did say something about, they told, someone said, my friend doctor told her that coconut oil is better than lube can we debunk this oh yeah this is that's a controversial not true right topic. or is it i thought it was just like blatantly untrue um well i mean i've done it oh really i have i okay. have coconut oil for anal sex okay um with a condom mm -hmm. okay with and without okay because um, i thought oil like could um degrade the quality of the condom. I've heard that too. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to have to say like no comment because like I've done it and it was fine. The condom yeah. stayed intact. Right. Okay. Um, but um, I would feel, I wouldn't feel good just being like, yes, for everyone, go for it. Right, right, um, right. That's the same thing I said. I was like, <laughs> I mean, if a doctor said it, I guess, but I just am not sure. I mean, the thing about coconut oil is like, it is messy. Yeah. It is. It is. Messy. I use it on my hair. Yeah. It is messy. Oh my God. When my, my ex and I would use, that used to be like our go-to because so at the time, yeah, at the yes. time we were just like youngins mm -hmm. having trying anal sex together yeah and my cat i that's how i found out that my cat is obsessed with coconut oil because oh no <laughs> yeah so we're so we'd be trying to do the thing yeah and then my cat would be like hey i'm let me I get want let in. me get that i want <laughs> in let's go and he like knew the sound of the jar opening too so he'd be like oh shit cats are smart coconut oil time i have a cat too my cat will be just in a completely different part of my apartment i'll open up a can of wet food and you just hear her paws running to the door speaking of your cat yeah. this is a really weird question okay yeah. so alice is on this really cool series called what girls like g-r-r-l-s right g-r-r-s what girls what like. girls like <laughs> it's on youtube and it's just like a quick like 12 minute thing and it was super interesting but which i have more questions than this on it but mm -hmm. you your cat was in it right yeah and he licked your face. He did. How did you get him to lick your face? Oh, she, well. So the cat was grooming himself, and then Alice, like, puts her face down by the cat, and then the cat just starts licking her face. And I, like, was, this was the best part of the video. I was like, oh, my God. I want my yeah. cat to do that. Oh, my God. It was so cute. So, like, I, I went to a screening of it, and we watched the first episode, and during that moment, the whole crowd was like, oh, my God. It's so cute. And I'm just standing there like, oh, yeah, yeah that's my baby. My cat's awesome. Um, I have a friendly I, cat, too. She'll, some, she'll lick my hand sometimes. Yeah. I I just don't know how to get her more love. The thing is, is like, he's been doing that ever since he was a baby. Mm. And I didn't really do anything to get him to be that way. That's just like ingrained yeah, in his, his personality. Yeah. yeah. Cats have personalities. My cat's super friendly too. People say that she's like a dog. Right. I mean, she like walked up to me and like dropped a toy in, at my feet. And I was like, I've never seen a cat <laughs> do this ever in my life. Oh. That is so crazy. Oh my God. It's like, I guess we're playing. I guess Beautiful. we're playing. Beautiful. But you said a lot of cool stuff on that episode. I want to talk about Thanks. kinks, yeah. Because you, you said like, it was kind of like an offhand comedy session. Like kinks can be random, but I'm just like I don't know much about kink. Well, mm -hmm. I know that they exist. Yeah. I'm sure I have my own. Mm -hmm. Everyone has them, but I don't have like the knowledge to talk about them. Yeah. So I'm like super curious. Your thoughts, like where do they come from? Are they from mm -hmm. like deep rooted 
childhood things? Are they just like things we like? Like, is it literally random? Like, what 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 are we working with? All the research I've done indicates that it's pretty random. Mm -hmm. People kind of get tripped up about like where certain things come from and like yeah. what that means about who they are. Yes. Um, I would agree. Like, I had an ex-boyfriend, and we both really liked. I don't know if I've said this on the podcast yet, but we both really liked a specific type of porn where it's, like, a much older guy. Like, mm -hmm. much older. Mm -hmm. Like, old. Like, geriatric? Mm, or what's like, geriatric? Like, 70? Like, old. Okay, so, <laughs> yeah, like, 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 60, 70? Yeah. Okay. Like, still, they're not, like, walking, yeah, wa yeah, a yeah. walker or anything like that. But... I've watched that porn. Yeah, okay, so totally we both really liked porn. it. And, like, I also feel like it comes from the same kind of place of, like, I used to enjoy calling him daddy a lot. Like, things yeah. like that. We like we like that dynamic. And yeah. we talked about it and we're like, is that weird? Is that, like, problematic? And we're, and then no. we're kind of just like, mm, <laughs> no, nah. he's like, it's fine. No, but, I, don't, yeah. I don't think any kink is problematic if no right. one is being harmed. Right. Um, I mean, well, okay, I think it's always worth asking where something comes from mm -hmm. because I think there are some things that are a little problematic. Um... Do you have any examples? Um, like some people have like a slave master kink. Yeah. That's mm. a thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know what I would do if I was present. I feel like, I feel like maybe I have hooked up with people with that kink. They just didn't show it to me fully. But mm -hmm. just like the things they would say in bed and I'd be like, oh. Right. That was a little bit racist. Right. Like, Not what, cool. like what? Yeah. Like, um, I think I might have even said this last week, but. I hooked up with a guy, and he just said something like, get your black ass over here. And I was like, uh, no. nope. Nope. Mm. Not cute. I didn't like that at all. And I was just like, oh, I feel, I, after that, I was pretty young. I felt like after that, I got really, like, hypersensitive to men who seemed fixated on my race. Because I was uh -huh. just like, nope, nope, I don't yeah. like it. I don't like it. And I'm honestly kind of seeing someone right now who, like, only dates black women, and I'm trying to, like, come to terms with it and decide if it's harmful or not I still don't really know uh-huh I don't know I mean it could be a coincidence it could right. be fetishizing right it I mean I don't know this person so it's hard yeah. to say but um I mean it's always worth like interrogating yeah I did and, ask him and he doesn't see it as a fetish but I'm well, just like well, well you wouldn't yeah you wouldn't so <laughs> okay white boy exactly <laughs> literally I, I might have said exactly that that might have been a quote um but yeah it, I think things like that do deem some sort of like dig deeper digging yeah. to figure out where that comes from. Yeah, I mean, and I I want to like take like backtrack on what I said about how kinks aren't problematic if no one's being harmed. I think that there is some kink, like the slave master thing. Yeah, that it's like it comes from something. Right, something that's not good. Yeah, something not good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of what kink is about is like taboo. Right, and that is like one of the biggest aphrodisiacs ever. Yeah, just like yeah. just because you shouldn't. Trans now you want to do it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think transgression is like a natural part of human sexuality. And so that's what came What do you mean by that? Um, so just like doing what you're not supposed to do. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I read this book that was kind of um, tackling like infidelity and whether, and it, one of the questions it posed was like whether or not monogamy is natural. And the conclusion that they came to was monogamy isn't natural or unnatural, but what is natural with humans is transgression. Okay. Interesting. Transgression is sexy. Yes. No matter yeah. what. Like, all the time. 
That's so true. That's so true. I've fallen victim to this. <laughs> oh, man. Just this last weekend, I made out with my ex-boyfriend, and we knew we shouldn't, uh, and that's why we did it, and it's just not... Spicy. It was spicy. It was spicy. I've been it talking really was. With, I've been talking with my ex, too. We gotta let these dudes go. <laughs> we gotta let them go, man. Yeah. It's not good. I mean, mine's in Seattle. I'm fine. No, mine is like... <laughs> 10 minutes from here, I just can't. Shit. I'm just going to go home and not think about it. But I I do think that was a big part of it. It's like we knew we shouldn't. It was like in my car. It was like we were like 16. I was like, why? It was brought yeah. 2 p.m. I'm like, why yeah. are we doing this right now? This is not good. Transgression and is hot. Transgression. It's hot. Um, so what are like, what kind of kinks come up in your work, like education what are people, like, bringing to you? Oh, I wish more people were bringing stuff to Dang. me. Dang. Um, I mean, who, who knows? Like, later in my career, I'll probably have, like, a lot more to say yeah. on that. Yeah, I feel the same way. I, like, want people to ask me questions, like, that are more specific. But I'm, like, I understand if they don't want to, like, mm-hmm. have an anonymous question, like, portal thingy, Ask FM, um, so that people don't have to feel like I know exactly who they are while they're asking the questions. But no one used that. And yeah, it was so rude. I'm, like, you guys, you can ask me anything on Ask FM and I will answer the question and I like really wish people would ask me like more things about like kinks and whatnot they're just fun do you have do you have any any kinks yeah oh sure um like I love the daddy thing yeah love it love 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 that dynamic love it and but not every guy can be daddy no, no, not no, every no, guy no. can be daddy. Not no, every no, guy no. has daddy energy. No, oh my mm-hmm. god, I, like absolutely. Yeah, because to me, daddy is like just as much a term of endearment as yeah. it is like a sex thing. Right, and like you know, like no, not everybody gets to be daddy. Mm-mm. Absolutely not. Um, and guys, like, if you're getting called daddy, you should feel special. You should you have daddy energy. Mm-hmm. It's a great thing. It's, it's a, a beautiful good thing. thing. It's yeah. like way better than big dick energy. It is way better. But um, is it not the same? Maybe it might be the same. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, yeah. um, but like, I don't know. I guess I'm like, I feel like I am, I am vanilla to a kinky person and kinky to a vanilla person. Oh, that's super fair. I kind of I like the, the like, thing. yeah, I like the low level kink shit. Yeah, like, like bondage and gags and Ooh, like, okay. yeah, yeah, I haven't tried a gag. And I'm like maybe maybe stuff. some paddle action. Okay, but that's like if you're special. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's the thing because it's just. That's where, whenever I bring up that I have a sex podcast, I feel like any male that I'm telling this thinks like, oh, that means she'll let me do that. And I'm like, no, 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 not you. Oh, my God. I'll do it with people, but not you. I feel that so hard because I really hesitate to tell, like, men I don't know what I do because yes. they're like, ooh. They think ooh, it's something. educator. Right. I'm like, no, I'm literally just trying to normalize the conversation. Right. I'm not offering myself to you with this admission. Yeah, you're not out there, like, spreading your legs like anything goes. Literally. Neither am I. But it is fun to tell guys that I do actually, like, that I do want to sleep with, because I'm like, yeah, this sex podcast is just, oh, like, yeah, no big deal. And then and I'm like, okay, now we can get talking about it. That's the it. best. And it's also a great conversation starter about sex, because I love talking about it before I sleep with people, because, Same. one, I want them to know what I like, so I don't have to, like, worry if it's going to be bad. Mm-hmm. And two, I want to see the way they talk about it because if they talk about it, if they're uncomfortable, then I don't want to sleep with them. Yeah. Because I just don't like timid people. Right. In bed. It, right. It, it tells me who me they feel, are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm like, I love talking about it beforehand. So it is a good conversation starter. But for some people, it's just like, no, no, no I didn't mean you. I didn't mean with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing that with you. Yes. Um, I'm also a fan of bondage. I'm a fan of spanking. I've never tried to paddle. Mm-hmm. Is there like a big difference? 
Hmm, um, interesting. You you just have to kind of be careful with paddles because if yeah. someone like goes too hard, that will really hurt in the way yeah. that I don't really experience with spanking. Like I've had spankings that hurt a lot, but um, like when I first got the paddle, I just tried it out on myself, and that's how I realized how easy it is to like inflict like some real okay. pain. Okay. Ooh. Um. But, okay. But like, you know, if you know what you're doing. Um, or, or like, are willing to trust learn. the person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Then want to teach. it'll be fine. Yeah. Speaking of teaching people, do you think, someone asked me this a few weeks ago, and I didn't, I don't know, maybe I had a good answer. I don't know. I don't want to discount myself. But do you think it's possible to teach someone to be good in bed if you don't feel like they are? And I think what they meant oh. by good in bed was that not compatible with them. Uh-huh. Or is it like a chemistry thing that just like can't be taught? Um. Well, I would say yes but you don't have to. Okay. Um, you know, like it's ironic because I'm a sex educator, but I don't want to be a sex educator in my own bedroom. Okay. All right. <laughs> Sound bite. We're going to write it down. Yeah. We love that. Um, we love that. Yeah. Because like if I'm, if I'm hooking up with somebody and I think everything they're doing is just not working for me, like, yeah, I can tell them what to do to be better and to like be a better lover to me. But I don't want to. Right. You know, I, I just, right. I don't want to rewrite someone's entire erotic script. Yeah. Because that person could easily find somebody that loves everything they do, just like I can find somebody easily who, who I am more compatible you, exactly. with. Exactly. So, you know, if you, if someone wants to teach someone to be a better lover, then, you know, more power to them. God bless them. Right. Um, but, you know, you don't have to. Right. And I do think that was kind of my advice. And I think... I think that people who are more prone to ask that question are people who um, d maybe don't prioritize sex as much. Because for mm. me, if I didn't have that with someone, the rest of the relationship wouldn't be able to progress. Right. I wouldn't be able to be like, I love him so much, but like the sex just like, he's not doing the right thing. That wouldn't, that's just like not in my, that sentence yeah. is not in my vocabulary because it'd be like, if he's not like doing the right things in bed, I'm not even going to be able to like have feelings for them. And Same. so that's where I feel ba like almost bad giving the feedback because I'm like, well, maybe sex is not that high on your priority list. And in that case, then like, sure, try to teach them. Like maybe mm -hmm. it's not that big of a deal. But for me, I'm like, and I can tell very quickly if we have that type of compatibility mm -hmm. and that's just necessary. And if we don't, then I just like don't want to continue it because it's just like, why? Yeah. Why? Why? There's, I mean, yeah, yeah that's valid. Um, yeah, I feel the same way. And I think a lot of people think that if they prioritize sexual compatibility, that means that there's some kind of like dirty sex monster. Yeah. Which but is just no. not true. No. Like sex is important. It's a really important part of intimacy. Yeah. And romance. I agree. And it's e like... It can be equally as important as the other, like, you know, an intellectual connection, like, them being emotionally open, like, also sexual compatibility. I right. feel like it should be right up there with those things because sex is awesome. Like, I'm mm -hmm. going to live my life and have bad sex just because someone is, like, communicative. Right. Like, no. Yeah, I mean, I think that's part of the programming of our sexually negative culture yeah. or sex negative culture is, like, you know, if you find somebody and you click with them and the sex doesn't work... Just power through it. That's so crazy. Like, I even know. just saying that out loud. Just I'm saying like, it out loud. I'm like, you sound dumb. That you sound dumb. <laughs> Don't power through shit. Be their friend, okay? There's like so many people in this world. So many. Can fuck you exactly how you want to. Yes. And then, you know what? Let me not be a hypocrite. I didn't think that that was all that true. I thought I, like, only was compatible with just, like, the tiny select, finite few people. 
and which made it very hard for me to let go of people I had good sex with because I was like, there's no more. I'm not going to have any more good sex. There's only a few of them that can do this. And then I'm just like recently finding out that that is not the case. And there are people out there who you're very sexually compatible with and you don't have to teach them how to do it. And it just like happens. And I thought it required like a deep emotional connection, but he's going to listen to the podcast. He's going to hear me say this. But anyway, I'm seeing a new person and we just like, click sexually so well and the like I'm not like in love like I just met him Uh and this it's just like a new experience for me because I just very much thought and I've said it multiple times on the podcast that I like needed like a super deep connection to like have sex as like in the way that I wanted to have it and now I'm learning just kidding (laughs) it's not necessary which is really great and making me want a relationship a lot less (laughs) so I'm like oh I don't need a relationship to have good sex right oh that's great it's changing things. It's liberating. It is. It's actually very yeah. freeing. And I think with the whole, like, teaching someone to be a better lover thing, I think there's a big difference between, like, them doing one thing you don't like or them yes. not doing one thing that you do like. Yeah. And, you know, having it be, like, a small thing that right. you can adjust versus, like, I don't like anything Just fundamentally, yeah, yeah. Like, you don't like rough sex, but they like rough sex. Like, right. that's a big one where it's just, like... You're, you're kind of fucked You're fucked. Like, you're, don't ask them to have, like, soft... You know, vanilla sex, if that's not what they like to have. Mm-hmm. If someone asked me, if someone was like, I really just don't like rough sex. Like, I just really want, like, some soft, I like... just want to be missionary while we look in each other's eyes and hold hands. And that's nice sometimes. That is nice sometimes. It's beautiful sometimes, but yeah. like, if someone only wanted that, I just couldn't. Oh, hell I couldn't no. be that person for them. It, it would have to end because it's just not what I enjoy. Like, I don't want to live my life bored by my sex life. Right. That's, and so many people are. I know. Uh, it's it's so sad. And I, yeah, I mean, I don't, it'll never be me because I prioritize sex too much, but right. I just hope that my listeners at least know that they don't have to have bad sex and there are people who are compatible and compatible emotionally and intellectually and sexually and all of the things. And there is that person, and I don't know why I'm so confident in that, but it is true, okay? It's a fact. It Science. Is a fact. I just said it. <laughs> I don't have a study to show you, but I just feel like it's very true. Don't need a study. We don't need a study because it's just true. And it makes me sound, I just hear people like, I don't want to say settling, but they're settling. Yeah. Because they don't think that there's better out there. And it's just like, but there is, honey. Honey, listening, if you're sitting here and you're wondering and you're settling, don't do it. Let him go. Break up with him like Alex did with that dude back in November, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Bye. What happened with that? Why did you break up with him? Um, if you want to share. Oh, sure. I'll yeah. share. Um, so, we had been, like, casual often. I I would not call this person my ex-boyfriend. More of, like, an okay. ex, ex-lover. Got it. Um, ex-lover. Yeah. We love it. But we were off and on for two years, and um, we were always, you know, I'm not really a fan of monogamy, and okay. he isn't either. So we would usually be, like, pretty communicative about, like, who else we were seeing. Okay. Um, but he's also, he's fucking Aquarius. Mm, those men are the worst. I love Aquarius women. Aquarius women, great. I great. have so many great friends. Aquarius, Aquarius men, women. I don't think so. Oh, my um, God. So he's, and he's Ugh, a very no stereotypical Aquarius in the sense that, like, he is very aloof and cold oh and distant. Oh, my God. What's wrong? Them. I don't know. It's they're awful. They're so scared of intimacy and vulnerability. And as a Scorpio, that's not gonna fly. And then you're right. an Aries, right? right and yeah. we're just like strong. Like we just mm-hmm. like need that solidness. Yeah. That Aquarian men just do not have. No, not at all. Not solid. Um. Enough. But so there is this. So you know, 
when he would not, when he was not able to hang out, he wouldn't really tell me why. He would be like, oh, I'm working on something mm. or uh, I've got to focus on something. So I asked him to hang out and he was like, I, I can't really see you this week. I, I'm focusing on something right now. And I, and so I was having a, say. yeah, I know. Yeah. I was having a bad day. So I was like, what, <laughs> what are you doing? Right. And he was like, oh, it's this girl. I just want to focus on it because it's new. Uh, and I'm like, uh-huh. oh, like for one, him seeing someone else in the past was never right. a reason for him to not see me. Right. And so I just was like, are you trying to be monogamous? And he said, I don't know. It's too early to tell. And oh. so I'm like, so I just was like, you know what? This is probably going to end. So you might as well talk your shit. I, di- I mean, I didn't. I, I was pretty like, I like to think that I was pretty constructive with the way I communicated. I just said like, this is really hurtful. Yeah. I feel like you don't value me because all the novelty is gone. Yeah. Um, and he was just like, what? No, it's it just... Like and that's and he tried yeah. to tell me that we always had an exclusively sexual relationship, which I found to be pretty ridiculous. Wait, yeah, why would because it just wasn't true, right? Like, you if know, you're not monogamous, then what else does that mean? Well, well, what it well what he meant was like he thought that we were just like fuck buddies, but the thing is, oh, is like, okay, he meant you guys exclusively yeah. sexual, yeah, nothing else. Okay, I oh, thought yeah, he yeah. meant that he was only having sex with you, and I was like, oh, how no. does that work? No, no, <laughs> okay. Um, but, 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 like, we would, like, make each other dinner. We would go out. We would yeah. do all this stuff that I would never do with some of the – that was just, just, like, a fuck. Yeah. Um, so I, I just was very offended. So I was like, you know what? I'm done. Yeah. I don't think it's healthy for me to see you anymore because he was trying to be, like – he literally said, like, I didn't want to tell you about this because I thought it would might fizzle out in a week or two. Okay, so I'm your backup. Right. In case, you're like, in case that doesn't work out. In case this like new dream of monogamy works out doesn't work out for you. Right. And that's tough too, because if you're in something that's not monogamous, what do you owe each other in terms of like communication and like loyalty? Mm-hmm. Like I I feel like the way to make a mistake in a non-monogamous relationship is to just get into a monogamous one with somebody else. Like, that feels to me like the worst thing you could do. I mean, I just, I mean, some people think that direct and honest communication is just reserved for romantic partners, and I think that's ridiculous. No. Um, But I've come across those people a lot. Um, And I even said something like that to him. I was like, you know what? You, like, easily could have told me this. Yeah. I, I wish I didn't have to, like, drag this out of you in the way that I did. And, right. Like, it just, that was kind of what hurt the most, was he was just, like, his whole plan was to just not say anything. And unless then, it turned out to unless, be something. Right. Which is, honestly, I, I that's gross. I'm sorry that that it's happened. Okay. And you, you know what? Okay, so we met through a guy, a mutual friend of ours, and he actually is part of the reason that I'm so open with the people I'm seeing about, like, the other people I'm seeing, like, because he was, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, that's refresh, like, okay, and I think because he was so, like, open, he, like, I hooked up with him, and he was like, well, so, hook up with someone else, and this, that, and they're amazing, and this, and that, he, like, had all these great things to say, <laughs> and was I was, me. yeah, that was good, <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's really cool, and I like that he told me that, and I like that it wasn't, like, a weird thing, and so that's what I've been doing with, like, new guys I see, if mm-hmm. I am, if I'm, if I am seeing other people or, like, 
I mean, if they listen to the podcast and they hear a lot of things and they just find out about most of these things uh-huh. anyway. So that's part of why I'm like, I don't want to act like I'm lying and then they hear something on the podcast. But it like has helped me just feel comfortable being like, okay, so here's where I'm at. I still have feelings for my ex-boyfriend. Like, uh-huh. that's the thing I'm trying to figure out. Like, I am seeing other people. Like, just so you know, I just want to make be like very clear where I'm at, what I'm doing, so that you don't feel bamboozled or anything. And yeah. He was one of the people that definitely showed me that that's a thing you can do. Yeah. And it's made my life a lot easier, to totally. be honest. It makes it so much easier. And so I don't understand why people would be, like, dishonest and hiding things. I don't uh, either. I mean, I think that he, I think that that person that I was seeing just, like, really doesn't know how to be a good partner. Yeah. Like, And, and there's plenty of guys like that. Oh, Yeah. Um, no, so no. <laughs> but like, but good riddance. He's thirty nine and he fucked. Oh it. no, that's too old to be acting like that. I know he's thirty nine. He wants to pretend he's still twenty two, and he fucked <sighs> an eighteen year old like last year. Oh, or maybe she was nineteen. Doesn't matter. Still, that's a child. Just a child. Well, that's a child. I, know. I was a child I, when I was nineteen. Right. I was. Same. When I refer to that age, I say I was a kid. Yeah. So I always, I always thought that was really gross. Yeah. I mean, it's legal, but it's not great. Right. It's not great. It's and not. just to be a grown man and still struggle with your communication, that's just so, like, disheartening and also exhausting. Yeah. Why deal with that? I don't. You made the right decision. But, like, I'm t- but I, like I said, he had that Coke can dick, so, like. That's the thing. <laughs> the, when the dick, dick was is bomb. so bomb. When the dick is bomb, it's so hard. Oh, my God. <laughs> Pun intended. Pun intended. But, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Dignitized is a real thing. Yeah. I was in a three-year dignitized relationship. This guy had nothing to offer me besides bomb dick. He wasn't smart. <laughs> he wasn't even that hot. <laughs> like, so what else? He wasn't that nice. So what else is there? You're not the smart. Was, you're not hot. You're not nice. The dick was so bomb. But the dick was so bomb. I did that dude for three years. Yeah, good dick and will then, trap you. And then we tried an open relationship, and then he got into another relationship. And then ended our relationship. It was just a very complicated. Yeah. The timeline is hazy. Yeah. That's all I will say. Mm-hmm. Got into another relationship after three years, trying to ghost me, trying to block me, and everything. I was like, so uh, that's not how breakups work. Bitch. When you what? date someone for three years. For three years? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. This guy sucked. But Dang. then in hindsight, just, I laughed because I'm just like, I mean, in the in the moment, it was like the worst thing that had ever happened to me. And I was like so heartbroken and miserable and just like in so much pain. But in hindsight, I'm just like, that dude was not even shit. I was mm-hmm. dignitized mm-hmm. and I just didn't even know it. And you know what? Good riddance to him as well. Good riddance to him. I and hope he's well. Yeah. And you learned from it. I really did. And I honestly wouldn't even have moved to Los Angeles if it wasn't for that whole situation. And truly, my life is very different. I would have had a very different life, but I stayed in Ohio. I'm from Ohio. Oh, shit. Yes. Well, now you're here living your best well, life. Well, I'm here living my best life, doing what I can, and, like, it is what it is. Okay, we have some more time. I have a couple right. more questions. Okay, right. you also talked on what girls like mm-hmm. about this idea about lopsided bisexuality. Yeah. And I love that idea. I do not identify as bisexual, but I just like the idea because I've it's something I had been confused about in the mm-hmm. past mm-hmm. when people like talk to me about their own bisexuality and I'd be like, what do you mean you mostly like women? It sounds like you're straight. Like why but you, cause for me, I'm like a dick every once in right. a while. What's and that about? Not that I found that weird, but I'm more, not that I found that specifically weird. I thought, I think I more found it weird that they would identify as bisexual. Cause for me, I, 
primarily like men, but I'm like attracted to women sometimes. Like it's not mm-hmm. all the time. It's like more more rare for sure than for men. But like I wouldn't consider myself bisexual because it's so primarily men. Yeah. And so I was confused to hear like initially when someone was like, yeah, no, like I mostly like women. I'm like, this is like bisexual. There's a guy saying this. Mm-hmm. So I love this idea. I hadn't heard it like phrased like that lopsided bisexuality. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I I grew up thinking that to be bi meant that you're like 50-50, like it's equal completely, and then I grew up and realized that is just complete bullshit. Yeah, okay, Um, yeah. Because, like, there was like some bit bit of that that got cut off, that didn't make the final cut. Oh, got it, okay. Um, But I was talking about how I mostly sleep with men, but I identify as queer, I'm fully attracted to women, I do have sex with women... Um, but I used to think like, oh, the ratio's off. How can you be bi right, if, it's, if it's like, like if the ratio 80, looks 20. like this? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So I thought like, oh, you're just confused. Like mm. you're not, you can't be queer. There's like a, a quota that you're not making. So you can't be queer. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, which admittedly is kind of how I feel. Cause I'm like, it just doesn't feel like it's enough enough queerness right. that I could be like, yeah, I'm queer. Right. I do, I like, I feel like straight fits. Like, I don't yeah. feel like it doesn't fit, so I'm going to continue identifying as straight, but. but. But that's the thing is, like, your sexuality is whatever the fuck you say it is. Right. Like, you don't have to prove shit to anyone. 100%. And you, I think you can be bi and never act on, like, feelings towards one sex or another. That is very true. I um, dated someone who is bi, like, came out to me after we broke up, and he had never been with a man. And I was like, and I didn't question at all. And people were like, I told like a couple friends, and they're like, well, how does he know? Like, he hasn't mm-hmm. even hooked up with any men. I'm like, how did you know you were straight? What right. the hell kind of question is that? Right. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I have an ex that doesn't, is a guy and doesn't identify as straight, but I, he's, as far as I know, he's never hooked up with a man either. But yeah. does that mean he's like, I don't know if a woman. I don't think women are hot. Like, yeah. And it's yeah. just, yeah, it's like not necessary guys to have sex with someone to know you're attracted to them. I think we mm-hmm. all know that. Right. So let's apply that to people outside of ourselves and apply some, you know, empathy and then we can all... You can be a lopsided bisexual person. You I love that. You're still bi. Yeah. It's, it's, what you, it's whatever you say it is. Like, if you want to even say you're mostly straight, if you want to say you're heteroflexible... Ooh, I never heard that. Oh, yeah. That's, Ooh, like, that's, fun that's a thing. It's like, whoopsies, has gay sex. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsie. <laughs> Slipped on it. the other way. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I love that. Heteroflexible. Heteroflexible. Okay. Write that down too. Maybe. Maybe that's me. I don't know. Could be you. Google it. Heteroflexible. This is all fun. No, I really like that concept because it just like, it just goes to show that sexuality is just very much a spectrum. And then yeah. It's, very it's just much- not defined by anyone but yourself. Exactly. It's, it's yours. very simple. You get to define it in any way that feels right to you. Yeah, exactly. I'm, like, I'm so sorry the sun's like blaring it's in okay. your face. It's okay. I'm like right here. Right yeah, here. I have so many other questions, but also we're like running out of time. What else to ask? We, we've got this. Okay. I have a question. Yeah. For me and also for some of my listeners because I've asked this. Do you have any advice for how to encourage dirty talk in the bedroom? It's something that I require. That like I have is- learned that I absolutely require it mm-hmm. and not everyone's comfortable I mm-hmm. fully understand not being comfortable with it mm-hmm. it's vulnerable it's putting mm-hmm. yourself on the spot but I like need it yeah so if I'm hooking up with someone and they're not talking how do I make them feel comfortable talking because <laughs> yeah. I'm not I'm literally not gonna have an orgasm unless they do oh my god okay <laughs> like, um, that's I need it 
Yeah, so that can be a really tricky thing if it's something that someone either has never thought to do themselves or they actually feel uncomfortable with it. That's like, that's normal. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's like anal, baby steps. True. So I think if someone is like trying to dip their toes in the water of dirty talk, they should just start small and say like, you know, like, come to daddy or whatever, yes. what, you know, like whatever, we whatever works for them. daddy, okay. We Guys, love daddy. try it. I did yeah. a poll on my podcast and only about half of the listeners had ever called someone or been called daddy. I wish I had split it up by gender, but that's a much harder thing to do on Instagram. Um, and I was like, you guys, don't knock it till you try it. Don't knock it's it till you try fun. it. It's okay. fun. I literally just said that to somebody I hooked up with last night. He said daddy or don't knock it till you try it? No, he said we were talking about like terms and I like sent him a typo. He was like, oh, I thought you were calling me baby. And I was like, well, I might if you earn it. And hey. he said, you can call me baby, just don't call me daddy. And I'm like, Rough. I said, why, why can't I call why you daddy? Not? And it's fine, Sad it's fine, face, yeah. it's fine. He said, like, oh, well, nobody's done that before. And I was like, well, let's just try let's it. Let's try it. Does he have daddy energy? Yeah. Oh, important yeah. question. The dick was bomb. Yes. It truly makes me so happy, guys. I don't, care, I don't know if you could tell. I'm in a great mood because I really spent the weekend getting bomb dick. And Fuck, it was yes. fantastic. Honestly, so very honestly, exciting. Same. I didn't call him daddy, though. I think he deserves it, but I think I'm hesitant because I'm like, I'm a little bit attached to the guy that I mostly call daddy. So uh-huh. I'm just like, I don't want to like, give anyone that title. I totally get that. Like, you got some daddy association. Yeah, I'm like, you're not daddy. He's still daddy. Right. But you get to have as many daddies as you want. That's true. That's true. Maybe you can be daddy. We'll find out. Yeah, just find out. But you guys won't because this is the end of season one. Hey. <laughs> I love it because I literally haven't had sex like the entire podcast. Oh, and then real? I literally just started having sex. And I'm like, mm, peace out, guys. Um, not going to tell you about it. I should say, the, the guy I talked about last week, you guys, the guy I'm currently seeing, the one who only dates black women, I'm like, mm. <laughs> um, we... I went straight to see him after I recorded last week's episode, and we had sex eight times. What? Eight. I mean, I'm One, like, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. No, there was no shame in that one. I'm just like, I'm very impressed. I, impressed very is impressed. the word. Is the word. And then um, there was a repeat, so he is consistent. Yes. Yeah. Wow. He's consistent. I can say that. It was fantastic. Shout was out great. to you. I, I'm, just, I'm impressed with myself. I don't even know how I, the thing about it was I had to, like, stop him. I was like, well, I need a break. Like, I'm mm-hmm. so – I can't keep doing – like, I've never had to do that before. Yeah. I've been like, I can't do anymore. Yeah. Please. It's weird when that happens. It is weird. I'm like, huh. Maybe I lost it. No, I'm kidding. It was <laughs> nah. great. Um, okay. What are some things that you wish you had been told at a younger age about sex, sexuality, any anything regarding it? Um – Well, I definitely wish that I had been given, like, a more comprehensive queer sex education. Yeah. Um, Because I was very confused about my own sexual identity because because of, like, the misinformation that I heard about, like, what bisexuality means. Um, Another thing is that uh, I didn't know until much later in life that the vagina is a muscle, so therefore I can, like, stretch and return to its original size. Mm -hmm. I, you know, like countless other people I thought like if you have sex with too many people it's, it's gonna loose just forever loose. Like, um 
Yeah, and also another thing is that like the number doesn't matter. Yeah, like, your number, your your body count, whatever the fuck you want to call it, right. it doesn't matter. I I got really self conscious about that mm-hmm. when I was like in college, and I um you know crossed a, cer- a certain threshold with it. There's this like just insanely awful rom com about like a woman who wants to like find the one. But she's slept with 10, 20 people. The audacity. Oh, my. So she, 20? 20. What? <laughs> so she goes back and contacts all 20 of these people to see if one of them is, like, worthy of husband material. Oh, um, <laughs> So, yeah. I wish I had, like, learned about queer sex in, like, a more meaningful, comprehensive way. Yeah. I wish I had learned that, like, more about, like, the actual structure of, like, the vulva and vagina. Yeah. And, you know learn more about its functioning um yeah. and just that like your number doesn't matter That's so long big as one. you're communicating and being honest and not being so hard on yourself yeah because like we're human um we like sex we like sex it's just and it's like okay it's a like literal sex. biological need for most people and why be ashamed of that we, right. we eat right we all need to eat well people are ashamed of eating sometimes too guys don't be ashamed about eating don't be ashamed about eating we need to eat food to survive Food is awesome. Sex is great. Sex is great. Um, I think that's a great place to leave it off. Thank Alice, you. thank you so much. Is there anything you want to plug? Um, Your Instagram, anything? You don't have to. You can follow me on Instagram. Yes. It's uh, Mrs. Blanket. Woo! We love it. <laughs> um, follow what girls like, definitely. Yeah, what G-R-R-L-S like, mm-hmm. right? I have a post on my Instagram that has a link to their their page. Yeah. So definitely follow them. It. There's gonna there's a new episode. If it's not out now, it's gonna be out tonight. They're coming out every Tuesday. Oh, cool. Okay, yeah, yeah it's not out yet, but that needs um, to drop well, in. Well, yeah. my episode's it'll be out by the time this and comes the out. new episode. If it's not out right now, it'll be out by the end of the day. Yes, it's gonna it's gonna feature my friend Bella, who is a magical sex goddess. Love it. Um, Gosh. I I'm not even gonna get into too many details because we're out of time, and yep. I just want y'all to watch it. Yes, guys, watch it. Well, Girls' Life is honestly really cool and really just like informative, and I really enjoy it and like maybe I might make an appearance I don't know how else is going to connect me I'm so we're going to see you. Um, but guys thank you so much for listening to season one I can't even tell you how much I appreciate you guys all listening for this long I did not expect this um, your feedback has been awesome I'm excited to come back I have all these ideas for season two and you guys this has been great this has been a journey and this has been a bad sex podcast thank yes, you thank bye you. You.